This is Kristen Smith, and you're listening to the Destination Begin podcast. This week, I'm going to talk about a topic that has come up continually with my clients and at these workshops that I've been doing. If you follow me on social media, you've seen that I've been holding some workshops to really teach about creating a food plan for life and overcoming nighttime eating, emotional eating, binge eating. And so I've had a lot of FaceTime with people, gotten a lot of direct feedback and had some really great conversations about what's really happening in people's minds and in their lives with food. And I've learned a lot. And, you know, the number one thing that I've learned is that it doesn't matter if you're fit or fat, somewhere in between, old or young, male or female, work out every day or never work out. Everyone has a thing with food that they struggle that brings them great shame and frustration. And so sometimes I remember when I was really overweight, I would look at someone who looked healthy and fit and think it's not fair. You know, they don't have to fight this like I do. And I got a dealt a bad hand. Well, guess what? It's not true. Some of us struggle to larger degrees and some of us have had circumstances and family lives that have set us up more poorly and others who've seen better behaviors modeled, yes, but there's no one who gets out of this unscathed. Um, The food world is just set up and food out there is engineered so we all have a thing, a struggle with some kind of food or food behavior. So take heart, everyone. And um, that's really why I want to talk today about weight regain and also the people who find themselves having to lose weight for the first time. Those are two groups of people that I continue to run into. So a lot of people have success with a diet. They lose weight. They feel really good. And then something happens and they find themselves having regained all of that weight and more, most of the time more. And that's very demoralizing and so defeating because it's so much work to lose weight. And so then to go all the way back to start, and even then some, it's like like shoots and ladders, you know, you go all the way back to start. And it's like, oh my God, it took so long to get there. And now here I am. And then there's the kicking yourself, beating yourself up. Why did I do this? I'm such a failure. I can't believe I did this. I had it and I let it go. And the the negative self-talk becomes so loud. And so losing weight that you already lost is really, really hard. And then the same type of feelings um, tend to come with people who have never struggled with weight and all of a sudden they are, whether that's because they were benched because they had an injury or sometimes people that have a baby um, and then they have to lose baby weight are all of a sudden like, whoa, everything is different. And having a baby is a big deal. It's a big change to your body. And it's not helpful that celebrities are just praised for getting their body back after six weeks and looking amazing. And I'm telling you, it's such lies and not realistic. So many of them just have a C-section and a tummy tuck at the same time. And that's not fair. Um, But it's a huge change. You're tired. You're hormonal. You have a baby a lot of times feeding off of you. Um, And if you've never 
really gone kind of balls to the walls with eating. A lot of times you get pregnant and you're like, I'm hungry. And all of a sudden you start eating a lot and then you have the baby and it it's, it's just so different. So those are the two groups of people that I'm, I'm mainly hoping to talk to today. And hopefully there's other things in here that will be helpful to just basically anybody with um, a weight issue or just wanting to have a healthier lifestyle. So but first of all, I just want to say that I empathize with this topic so much. I I was 400 pounds, and when I started losing weight, I would lose weight, and then I would gain it back over and over again. I mean, I have been losing weight for 15 years, and it's really hard to lose 20 pounds that you've lost a bunch of times. It's just, it's hard. So I get it. I've been there. Um, I've done it. And so I'm really speaking from a place of empathy and experience. There's one thing that I'm sure of when I do this podcast and I talk about weight loss. If there's one thing that I know that I can speak to with authority and honesty is weight loss because A, I've, I've done it. I'm at a healthy weight and it took me 15 years. So that's a lot of experience. It shouldn't take that long Uh, you know, logically on paper. But I mean, that's the proof that I fell down a lot and went backwards a lot. Um, The reason I'm sitting here today able to talk about it from a successful voice and tell you what works is because I never quit. And I never will. And that is the only difference between me sitting here at a healthy weight And anyone who is sitting at an unhealthy weight, period. It's science. Weight loss is possible. It's not easy. And it's not the same for everyone. But I am telling you that if you do not quit, you will reach your goal. And it's easier said than done. But the first thing that I will be painfully honest with is that you have to decide that you're never going to quit. Because the only way that you will ever find yourself reaching your goals is if you never quit. That means you have to be willing to adjust, tweak, forgive yourself, start over, have a day one over and over again. I still have day ones all the time. I mean, I screw up. I have a really bad day. and make bad decisions. The next morning, it's day one. I don't care if it's a Tuesday or a Friday or it's the 28th of a month or a first of a month. That is a skill that if you hone, you will reach your goals, period. Um, And in other podcasts that I've recorded, I encourage you, if you haven't listened to them, to listen to them. Because I talk a lot about being honest with yourself um, and the strategies for weight loss in general. Um, And I I don't sugarcoat because I'm not here to pet anyone. Um, It does no good. I'm not here to tell you that it's easy and that. You know, you should be able to have everything that you want whenever you want it and reach your goals. I'm here to tell you that, no, you cannot have everything you want anytime you want it and still get everything that you want. And I'm sorry, because if I could change that, I would. If I could have all of the donuts and all of the barbecue lace potato chips and bologna sandwiches and Oreos that I want, and be able to move my body well and fit into my clothes, I would tell you 
<laughs> I would tell you. I haven't found out that answer yet, but I, I promise you, I will tell you if I find a way. But basically, we're starting this episode out by saying you have to commit to never quit ever. And if you quit, you'll never get there. The end. So before you really dig into this, I need you to really think about how you talk to yourself when you fail at a diet or how you're talking to yourself right now if you've regained weight or lost your momentum, or if you can't seem to lose weight, that looks so easy for everyone else, especially postpartum baby weight, um, or especially weight gain that you've never had before because of an injury or something. Other people sometimes lose weight quickly and we don't see their struggle. And so it looks like it's easy for everyone. And we're the only ones who struggle. And that's not true. It's not true. So it's really important that you forgive yourself with dignity. And what that means is you have to you have to just look in the mirror with compassion like you would look at a little kid who's trying to learn to ride a bike. They're going to fall down and it's going to hurt and they're going to get frustrated. But it's it's a skill. And yes, you have fallen down. If you've regained weight that you worked really hard to lose, that's that's you falling down. Well, why did you fall down? You tripped. <laughs> Or you chose to just say, screw it. Um, You knew what you should do, but you didn't want to. Whatever it is, you have to say, okay, I forgive you. Um, This doesn't feel good. Ultimately, when you do something, quote unquote, bad, you usually feel guilt. Guilt is feeling bad for something you did. Shame is feeling bad about who you are. So it's really important to look in the mirror and say, I am someone who has tripped and fallen and I have participated in that and I don't like how that feels. I don't want to do that anymore. But I am not a bad person. It's a really tough thing, you guys. It's a really tough thing. It's a multi-billion dollar industry, the weight loss industry, and it's everywhere. Everyone is looking for an answer. Everyone is fighting a battle in some way. And society is against you. Marketing, doctors are even against you. You can go to a doctor and say that you want to get down to a healthy weight, and they're going to basically pet you a lot of the time and say, well, you know, you're fine as long as you're not in this range or whatever. Well, they're not always going to tell you the tough love. They're not always going to tell you what you need to hear, or they're going to be so hard on you that you never want to go back. So they're even against you a lot of the time. Advertising, obviously. I think it's so interesting watching the news. I don't have a TV, but when I used to watch the news, there'll be a a big story about the increase in heart disease and obesity epidemic, and especially in childhood obesity, and what are we going to do? And they give stats and all of that, and then they go to a commercial break. And what are the commercials? It's candy bars and fast food and pizza delivery and food that is making us sick and obese and teaching our kids that food is supposed to be hyper palatable and cheap and at arm's reach. So that is, it's against you. And so to fit in with society means that we're all sick. And so to, to, to buck that and to try to be healthy, you're, you're really fighting everyone and you're fighting the status quo and you're fighting what everything around you is. So don't feel like you are a bad person. 
it is legitimately hard. Food is hyper tasty. It's engineered that way. It's engineered to make you crave it. It's engineered to make you keep eating it even when you don't even taste it anymore. So it's not easy. And if you're trying to lose weight, you're asking your body to survive on less calories in a day than it would need to readily burn. So you're you're asking your body to dig into fat stores. You're putting your fork down earlier. You're saying no to foods that get you high. You're saying no to foods that you maybe always have eaten. It's hard. So I just need you to know that I get that and I'm not sugarcoating and making it sound this is easy and you know why is it so hard for you? I get it. It is really hard. And you're not a bad person. You need to to really forgive yourself with dignity. Love on yourself. You're strong. The fact that you're addressing this at all means that you're strong and you're smart because you know that it's not comfortable to carry excess weight. And there's a reason that you're even listening to this right now. So you're never going to hate yourself then. You're never going to hate yourself into anything good. You have to be so, you have to be so proud that you're willing to do hard things now. When everything changed for me, when I started to believe there was something worthwhile inside of me, and it was so powerful that I was willing to be the fattest person in the gym and go work out and sweat harder and breathe heavier than everyone. And it was a long time of doing that before anybody noticed I lost any weight. So doing that day after day with no visible sign, I could tell, but there was no reinforcement from anyone. I was willing to do that. That girl that I used to be, 400 pounds walking into a gym, I'm so proud of her. I love her face off. She's my hero because that was a lot harder than it is now. Now I'm a healthy weight and I can walk in and hold my own. And that's not hard, not hard at all compared to what that girl did. So look in the mirror and be like, yeah, I'm willing to do all of that now because there's something really worthwhile deep inside of me that wants more than what I've been doing. So you can love yourself and then be really hard on yourself because you know, it's like tough love with your, with your puppy. You put your puppy on a leash. You don't want your puppy to run out into the street. So you put your puppy on a leash. So um, you are your own puppy and we have to put you on a leash because we love you. (laughs) I like analogies. I don't know if you've noticed, but um, analogies work really well for my brain. It makes me understand things that otherwise I don't really understand. And it helps me remember. So if I tell a lot of analogies, um, maybe it's because Jesus liked parables and I spent my whole life studying Jesus. I'm not saying I'm like Jesus. I'm just saying parables work for me. So, and hopefully that works for you. So just be proud that you're here, that you're listening to this and that you're going to address this. And I, I've used this example before, but um, if you're going to go into any weight loss, any way to improve your body, you have to think of yourself like a professional archer. This is the best analogy I've ever heard. A professional archer who that's what they do. Champion archer. All they do is shoot arrows at bullseyes. Guess what? They do not hit a bullseye every time. They don't. And you won't either. But you're going to adjust and you're going to line up and you're going to keep taking the shot because you're never going to quit. So we got that decided. We're never going to quit. Okay. Okay. So if you are someone who has regained weight that you previously lost, 
um, your metabolism changes, um, especially if you lost weight really fast. Um, if you were really overweight, you lost weight really fast, most likely you did something very extreme to your diet, whether it's completely changed what you were eating or and or really restricted your calories. And everyone agrees that losing weight fast is not ideal because your body changes. It's really hard for your body to keep up and adjust your calorie needs. They just change as your weight changes, your hormones change. Um, my last podcast about weight loss surgery, I talked about what happened to my body and weight loss surgery is very extreme. And if it can be avoided, it should be avoided. Um, but if you do end up with weight loss surgery, it's a shock to your body and it's really extreme. And so your calorie needs change, your hormones change, and it's really hard to keep up with that. So, and when you heavily restrict what you're eating and you lose weight really quickly, but then the weight loss slows, of course, logical brains say, oh, I guess I need to eat less because my weight loss is slowed. And so all of a sudden you end up with a dysmorphia about portion sizes and how much is normal to eat and how to properly fuel your body. And then if you get frustrated and quit, it's so easy to gain it back super fast because your body never adjusted. You never really learned lifelong habits. And often you gain back more fat than you lost before. And that's both because of body science and brain science. It's it's so hard to restrict. And when you stop restricting, there's like the lie that you say, well, I'm going to get right back on it. But before I do, I'm going to eat everything that I've been missing. And then a lot of times we just never get back to it. I did that many times. I would lose like 50 pounds and then I would quit for a week. And then I'd be like, all right, I'm going to start again on Monday. And then I have this brilliant idea. You know what? I'm just going to take one more week off, have all my favorite foods, and then I'm going to start. Well, I would gain so much weight in that week, I would just feel super defeated and I would never get back at it. And so that's a pattern that happens a lot. It's called like the last supper syndrome. Very common. So losing weight fast in the past, it's almost like you have to kind of throw that experience away. It maybe doesn't even count because it's not realistic. And if you want to lose weight and keep it off forever, you cannot focus on the speed. You have to focus on the process and making sure it's sustainable. So if you've lost weight in the past, not crazy fast, you lost it steadily, most likely you regained it steadily. And most likely it's because of little things like compromising. You know, you lost weight slowly because you made slow changes. And if you stop doing that and those slow changes slowly reverse and that weight creeps back on. Also, as we age, our metabolism changes and we burn less calories naturally. And so as you age, this is a sad truth for some people who don't like to exercise, but you have to move more. You have to change things up. If you lift weights, you need to lift heavier, not lighter. And you need to probably eat less unless you're cranking that metabolism up. There is no reason why you have to gain weight as you age. Science can tell you no reason. There's no reason. People do because your metabolism slows down and we don't adjust with it. So 
part of the problem. Those of us that gain weight as we get older and a lot of people who've never had to diet before, this is why they were a healthy weight. And all of a sudden they found themselves with 20 pounds of weight on them saying, what's going on? I haven't done anything different. And that's right. The reason you gain the weight is you haven't done anything different. So it's an inconvenient truth. I think someone once said that. Maybe me made a movie or something about it. This is the inconvenient truth of the new millennium is that you age, your metabolism shifts, and you have to change things up if you don't want to gain weight. I just feel like I should apologize. I feel bad that all these things are true. Um, and also, if you're finding yourself needing to lose weight for the first time, sometimes our eating is just so patterned and consistent that when we do have to change it, it's so hard because I will, I've always eaten this. And so all of a sudden eating less of it is just, it's even harder than, than, than any of us who have ever dieted. We're used to this stuff back and forth, but if you've eaten the same way and if you're comfortable with it and you've never had a weight issue and all of a sudden you have to diet, it's a shock. And so if you've been benched with an injury and all of a sudden you can't work out and that's why you gained weight and maybe you can never work out that way again, it's a mind game to really have to do things differently for the first time. Same if you've had a baby. It's a giant shock to say, wow, I never had to deal with this. And now I do. So one other thing, this is the hardest part about pregnancy weight gain, I think, is the reality of fat cells. So when you gain weight, your body has to like makes fat cells and stores the fat in them. And even if you lose the weight and the fat leaves those cells, the cells don't go away. They're just waiting. They're empty. They're like, I can handle that. Give me that. And so it's so easy to gain weight again. And it's so hard to keep it off. So if you've never been overweight before, it's a lot easier to never get overweight. So if you've gained 10 or 15 pounds, like stop the bleeding now. Because every pound you gain, that's more fat cells and they don't go away. So it is easier to regain the weight. It's not in your head. It's not in your head. So also feel better about that. This isn't imaginary. You're not a bad, weak person. So what do we do? How do we turn this train around? So I have um, some steps. And the first one is to be very honest. So if you're a regainer, someone who has regained weight and you've previously lost weight, what was working? Why did you quit? Ask yourself, what was the hard part? And was the plan you were on to lose that weight, was it sustainable forever? Did you do a crash diet? Um, maybe you imagined that at some point you'd be able to quit dieting and it would all be fine. And then you quit dieting and you gained all the weight back. Um, you really have to get to the heart of what happened because it doesn't pay to lie to yourself and this is serious and you will lose the weight and regain it again if you don't really understand what happened. Why did this weight come off and why did it come back on? So it's your life and there is no merit to lying to yourself here. Um, so be really honest. Why did you trip? What was hard about it? And I know for me, I always had this idea that I just need to lose the weight and then I can eat whatever I want. And that's what I would do. I lose some weight, feel a little better, and I just go back to my old habits and it would come back and I'd be so confused. 
Um, and that just, it doesn't work. It does not work. You have to come up with something that's sustainable forever. So we're going to get to that. But so if you're a first timer, someone who's needing to lose weight for the first time, the questions you need to ask yourself are, are there habits that you picked up while you were benched? You know, if you had an injury and all of a sudden you're stuck at home, you can't do a whole lot, you're watching TV or whatever. Did you start comforting yourself with some food? Did you start eating more mindlessly? I just came off of a surgery and I was benched for a long time and I picked up some bad habits and uh, I had to really address it because I was laid up, I was in pain, um, and it was really easy to talk myself into comforting myself with food. Um, and they were also foods that I would eat that I didn't used to eat. So often, also if you're pregnant, of course, and you're eating bigger portions, all of a sudden you've had a baby, you don't need to eat that much, and your eyes are bigger than your stomach, whereas maybe before they didn't used to be. So it's really important to look at that, really honestly. Be like, did you always eat this way? Um, if not, then you know the first place that you need to address. Um, and it's hard if you're a new mom and you're nursing, like you've got your calories and how much you're supposed to eat and you need to eat a lot. So I would say definitely get a doctor and nutritionist on board if that's your situation. I'm not here to recommend how to eat well to anybody. I never tell anybody what to eat. I am not qualified to do that. I just talk about strategies um, and tips and food rules. So just, just to reiterate, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a nutritionist eat what you want. <laughs> um, anyway, so especially if you've had a baby, it's hard. You're used to maybe, maybe you used to eat um, part of a six inch sub at Subway and then you got pregnant and you could eat the whole thing. Or maybe you even eat like a foot long, or maybe you ate the chips and the sandwich. Now you've had your baby and you're used to eating the chips and a sandwich and you can't understand why you can't lose the weight. Well, you never used to eat that way. So just going back to that or being aware and being honest about that, that can really help. So let's say you had a baby, you're tired. Uh, you're so tired. So really be honest about what's really going on. There's just no reason to pet yourself. Um, and regardless, whatever you figure out, write it down. You need to write down what went wrong, what went right, what's different so that you have a place to start. I'm a big fan of writing things down. not a sprint. The faster you try to lose weight, the less successful you're going to be in the long term. That's just proven. There's data. I don't have that data handy, but there's data. There's probably lots of spreadsheets about it, but um, this is not a sprint. This is the rest of your life. And do you want to lose weight for a month or a year, or do you want to have a healthy life and a healthy body and live in that? And if if you're like most people, you want to conquer this, the end. So you'll never get to a weight. You'll, if you get to your goal weight and you want to maintain it, that's only possible if you get there by implementing lifetime lifestyle changes, habits. You have to change your habits. You have to change your ideas and thoughts. And that takes some effort. Like you have to actually stop and think. And you know, our systems are really efficient. Our brains are really efficient. When we do something new, our brain, it takes so much energy and it works really hard to move it into the category of just involuntary. And so you do something enough times, your mind, your body, everything syn syncs up, 
you get real efficient at it, and you no longer have to think about it. But initially, it's hard. It's really hard to start something new. So if you want it to be permanent, you have to put that effort in on the front side. Um, And get excited because it's really awesome to win over these things. You've been waking up every day and battling, and it's exhausting. And to step back and really address it, come up with a strategy to beat it forever, it's so awesome to live in that freedom. And I'm telling you, I swear you, you can do that. And it's exhilarating. And it's going to take time and effort. And it's not overnight. And it's not something that you can look at a clock and time out. It's some things you can change really quickly, but some things really take effort. And like we talked about before, you're going to fall down and have to readjust. And that might happen several times in one area before you really figure out, okay, how do I actually address that? So just know that it's hard work, but it's really joyful and really great. And if you've lost weight and regained it, you probably feel like I'm telling you a lie, that there's no way you can do that, but you you can. And if you're here for the first time, having to lose weight, it's super daunting. So it's really important not to look at how far you have to go. Look at what's right in front of you. I always say, get up out of the ditch and just stand on the path. That is step one. And congratulate the heck out of yourself for that. And then just say, okay, what's the first step? Don't look at the top of the mountain way far away. You'll get super demoralized. Just look down at the ground where your feet are. Where are you right now? What's the first step? Hopefully following these steps in this podcast, you're going to do that and that is your first step. By the time we're done, you should have some pieces of paper with some really concrete things on there that are going to make action steps very clear. So there you go. It's a lifetime. It's a marathon, not a sprint. It's Marathons are real long. I've run them. <laughs> They're real long. But you know what? A marathon is a lot more satisfying than just running down the block. Running down the block, like, why bother? Um, go No, don't run. I'm so conflicted. Marathons are really fun and awesome, but man, do they wreck you. But man, are they fun. Anyway, I digress. So um, also, the next and one of the most important things I'm going to talk about is you need to think about what has worked for you in the past. Because a lot of times when we regain weight, we throw the baby out with the bathwater. Say, well, I lost weight with keto and intermittent fasting and I gained it all back. Okay. Fair. But (laughs) there were parts of that that really worked because you lost all of that weight. We need to identify those things. So this is where you get the paper out and you have two columns and you think about your previous experience. And also, if you've never had to lose weight before, if you've never been overweight before and now you are, you were doing something right for a long time, clearly. So that's what you refer to. What was I doing in my lifestyle that was working for me and that I liked? So if you were doing keto and intermittent fasting, what worked? For me, not eating until noon worked really well for me. Um, some people like keto well. They really like eating fatty foods. They really like eating meat, but it didn't work because they also couldn't have, you know, carrots or 
um, potatoes. So, okay, let's identify what pieces of the keto diet really worked for you, what didn't. Um, maybe you really, really, really hated lifting weights at the gym by yourself. Don't do that. Did you really love spin class? Do that. Did you like group fitness? Do that. Did you like going and lifting weights and being silly with your friends? Do that. Um, make a list of what worked that you loved that wasn't hard and make a list of the stuff that was awful. And you you still may have to do some of the things that were awful, but but for now, to get your feet moving again, just look at what worked and take from that your starting point. If you've never had to lose weight before, what was your lifestyle like? How active were you? What foods did you enjoy? Um, what were some tips and tricks that you used to not overeat? Um, what were you doing? What were you involved in? So the, the whole point is just that you can't throw the baby out with the bathwater. I mean, you can, but it's really foolish because if you've ever had success with a diet, there were definitely pieces of it that worked for you. And I guarantee you there were parts that you didn't hate. So that is where you start. The only way a plan is sustainable is if you don't hate your life. <laughs> um, I'm a big proponent of that. There are really efficient ways to work out and build the most muscle in the shortest amount of time. I don't want to do those things. I know what they are and I would rather never do them. So I don't do them. So, I mean, is that stupid? Well, maybe, but when I go and do a workout and I love it and I look forward to doing it and I move my body with intention and I'm happy, that's what I should be doing. So I know I have to lift weights. That's one thing. I don't like to lift weights. I do know I need to lift weights. We all need to be lifting weights. But if I go to the gym and I'm like three sets of this and three sets of that, I want I cannot. You guys, I hate it so much. So when I lift weights, I do all my favorite things and I do one big superset of all of them. And that's not ideal, but I get it done. I lift the heavy things and and I've done what I need to do. And I've done it in a way that I can stand. And then I go to F45 and I do weight training there and I try really hard to do a good job there. I hate those classes because I, it's just not fun to me. But it's fun enough to do that combination where, okay, fine, I found a way. I can do this forever and not whine about it. I would much rather do cardio all the time. But that's what I mean. Some things are non-negotiable. You do need to move your body. But you don't have to do it in such a way that you hate it. You just don't. I mean, I'm just I'm the loudest fan of that. If you hate it, don't do it. There's so many great things to do to move your body. Do that instead. So, so definitely make those lists. And then habit stacking. If you have not read the book Atomic Habits by James Clear, please do yourself a favor and read it. It's such a powerful tool. This man has studied the brain and habits and how to create a habit and how to remove a habit using how your brain works, like working with you. It's so powerful. So habit stacking is basically just linking a new behavior or a behavior that doesn't come so naturally with something you already do. So like for me, I used to floss my teeth every day because I put floss picks in my car. And when I would stop at a stoplight, I would floss my teeth. And you can say that's gross. I don't really care. Um, but it meant, it meant that I flossed my teeth. And then I ran out of floss thingies. And then I stopped flossing my teeth. And that's like the dumbest thing ever. And so I got more floss picks and I put them in my car and I'm flossing my teeth every day. 
I've stacked a stoplight with a dental floss pick and now I floss my teeth. So now when I see a stoplight, I like reach for a floss pick, even if they're, I don't need to. So it's like Pavlovian dog. I programmed myself, but that's one of the ways that you can habit stack. Or if you put a glass of water next to your bed and you say, when I hit my alarm in the morning, I drink this glass of water before I get out of bed. So now you've linked a behavior with something you automatically do. Things like that are really powerful. So get his book, read his book. It's really going to be helpful in cementing these things for life. And if you had some of those things before, like a lot of people get in the habit of packing their gym bag the night before. I like to sleep in my workout clothes when I'm really tired so that I know I won't not go. Um, All kinds of those things. If you have hacks that worked, get them back out. Don't throw it away. Don't throw away the tools that worked. A perfectly good toolbox full of like hammers and saws and, and, and screwdrivers. And just because you're not building something, I hope that you didn't throw it away. Get it back out. Maybe that's not a good one. I, I try with the analogies. Not always successful. So now that you kind of have a list of what works and what doesn't, the most important first step would be to stop the bleeding. Stop regaining. Stop gaining. Stop the progress that's happening the wrong way. You have to shift the momentum. So the first thing to do is identify the biggest factor to this situation and come up with a way to rope it off. So if you're like, you know what? I've gained the most weight because I got in this habit of grabbing my dinner and eating it in front of the TV and not thinking. Or I started buying popcorn and I eat a bag of popcorn every night. Or whatever it is that got you here, the biggest factor, figure out a way to rope it off. Stop it. Um, if, If you started eating on the couch, make a rule. I don't eat on the couch. Um, you can eat whatever you want, but just don't do it on the couch. Stop that mindless behavior that you've identified. And and that's just an example. I'm not here to tell you what it is. You know what it is. We all know what it is. I know what mine is. You know what yours is. Your food plan needs to be completely autonomous to what is tripping you up. So whatever you do, stop the bleeding. You're a fire fireman. Put out the fire. Figure out all the whys and all the how-tos for all the things later. But first, address the biggest thing. Come up with that rule. Start doing it now. Start doing it today. The end. Today. And make sure that it's something you can do forever. Use always or never language. That's what I teach my clients and that's what I teach in my workshops. If you eat junk food on the couch, the rule can just be like, I can't eat junk food on the couch. I never eat junk food on the couch. If I want junk food, I have to get up and go in the other room and I cannot sit down while I eat it. A lot of people, that's enough of a rule because they don't want to eat an Oreo standing in the kitchen. They want to eat the Oreo watching TV. Why? Because they want to mindlessly eat. And maybe they didn't even realize it until they made that rule. So rope off, stop the bleeding. It's also really important to identify your why. So this is kind of the last part of this. If you lose the weight that you want to lose again or for the first time, what is going to change in your life? What's going to be better? How is your body going to feel? How will your body look? What will your thought life be like? How are you going to relate differently to your spouse or your significant other or your kids? How much money will you save? How much money will it cost? Um, How will your work be impacted? How will you do your job differently? 
How will you move your body differently? Really envision it. Sometimes picturing a pair of pants or a dress that you want to wear is really helpful. Like imagine putting on a dress. And like really imagine the material on your skin. Imagine the sound when you zip it up. Imagine looking at yourself in the mirror. How are you going to look at yourself? How are you going to feel when that fits? Or a pair of pants if you're a guy who doesn't wear dresses. Really imagine pulling them up, buttoning them, looking in the mirror. How is that going to feel? Maybe it has nothing to do with clothes. Maybe it's you want to run again. How's it going to feel when you run a mile or a 5K again? How is that going to change you for the better? Really spend some time visualizing that. And then ask yourself, why not? What if I do nothing? How am I going to feel? Am I going to keep gaining weight? Am I going to get healthier? Or am I going to keep getting worse? Am I going to develop a disease? How are my thoughts going to change if I do nothing? How are they going to be? How is this going to affect my work? How is this going to affect how I move my body? How is this going to affect my finances? How is this going to affect my relationship? How are my clothes going to fit? How much longer will my clothes fit? And now you really have the tools to decide. Compare what happens if you do the work and then what happens if you don't do anything? So you got to start. You got to use all this information. You've got to use your why. You've got to use all of these things that work for you, all the things that you know you didn't do correctly that you can do better at, and write a plan. Pick a diet. Pick a food plan. Incorporate it. Start. Um, By now, you should have identified your why and understand that momentum is happening, whether it's forward or backwards. There really is no stagnation. It's either you're getting healthier or you're building better habits or you're letting life happen, which means your body naturally is going to degrade and die. And the path of least resistance leads to disease and obesity, sedentary life. You have to be proactive. You have to move in the direction that you want to go. There is no standing still. So you should be able to put together a new plan for going forward. You should write it down. You should get creative. Um, Like I said, if you hated your workouts before, try new ones. If you hated your diet, start with just eating one thing different. Start with one habit change. The key here is you have to create something you can do forever so you don't find yourself here again. And most of all, it's going to take a lot of practice. I keep saying it, but if you screw up something, the only way it ends your progress is if you quit. If you stay in the gutter next to the path, you will never get to the top of the mountain. So you have to get up, get back on the path. Maybe you're banged up and bruised and you feel like crap about what you did, but get back on the path. Look at your feet. What's the first step that I need to take in the right direction and take it. Sometimes that step is simply going for a walk and reviewing your why, envisioning your why, and just saying, I'm going to take another shot at the bullseye and I'm never going to quit. You have to resolve to never quit, ever. Don't take a week off. Don't take a month off. Be relentless. You have to fight for what you want and why you want it. 
and remind yourself of what your life will be if you do nothing. That can be maybe a morbid thing, but truly, truly, the biggest, most important question you can ask yourself is what if I do nothing? And then what if I do all the things and I never quit? There's just so much joy in reaching your goals, but there is so much joy along the way. I wish, I wish I could bottle it. I wish I could just bring people into my brain and and show them a little glimpse of what it was like along my journey of losing 250 pounds. Because I wasn't miserable for 15 years, and then all of a sudden, this past fall, when I hit my goal weight 15 years later, I got joy. <laughs> no, the whole thing was joyful. And yeah, there were dark moments, there were failures. There were lots of falls, lots of trips, lots of doing things really wrong, figuring things out the hard way. But hitting my goal weight is something that was going to happen if I never quit. And I never quit. And I hit my goal weight. And then guess what? I had surgery and I gained weight. And I'm not at my goal weight anymore. And so all of these things that I just talked about are things that I've had to do myself in the past three months. And the only reason why I'm creeping very slowly back to my gold weight is because I will not quit. I just won't quit. I I am relentless. And you know what? Time is going to pass anyway. I may as well be going towards my goal. Even if I move a half a centimeter each day, or maybe I move an inch and then I go back half an inch, I'm still never going to quit. And if I don't quit, I'll get there. And that is how you do it. And I'm sorry that there isn't a pill I can sell. I wish I could sell you a bottle of pills for $39.95 and you could reach your goal because I'd be a jillionaire. Um, And people do sell those. People do buy them because people want this more than most things. They want to lose weight. Most, Most of America have extra weight on our bodies and we want it gone. And because of how how we as humans are, we would rather have a quick fix than do hard things. But you can do hard things. You can be a rock star. Just don't quit and you have to show up. You have to be honest with yourself and make a spreadsheet. Um, so anyway, that is, um, that is my how-to on how to deal with regained weight and losing weight for the first time. Ultimately, weight loss is science. You have to burn more than you consume. And that's the science of it. And so if you're trying things and it's not working, um, that's really where you have to kind of get back to in your brain, okay? Um, What am I eating? How am I moving my body? Um, What am I burning? Um, I also highly recommend if you're really struggling to lose weight and you're really trying and working hard and nothing is moving. This past week I felt that way. And so I went back to basics and I logged every single piece of food that I ate for a week. I really paid attention to hunger cues. Um, I weighed and measured all my food. And what that does is it kind of resets your mind's eye with portion sizes. And also I realized, oh, I was eating more food than I really knew I was because there was mindless eating in there. And there were just extra spoonfuls and extra handfuls. And that stuff adds up. And so just doing that for a week, I was able to get a little bit of movement um, in the direction that I wanted to go. So 
if you're really trying and you're having a hard time getting results, that's really kind of um, my go-to for really seeing what's going on. Just log it and be really meticulous about it and see if you can figure out where um, things are sneaking in. Thanks for joining me today. If you heard something that motivated, inspired, or educated you, please let me know. And if you thought of someone else while you were listening that may benefit from hearing this, please share this podcast with them directly or post it on your social media. I really appreciate when I see that someone has shared this, it just lights me up. It's the greatest currency that we could exchange. I'll talk to you. You share it with people. It works really well. Thanks so much for joining me. I hope you have a really great week. If you want to interact, you can find me on Instagram, destination underscore begin, or email me, Kristen, at destinationbegin.com.